Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Legit, where we have legit conversations about legit topics um, that affect everybody on a day-to-day. Um, today we've got to have a bit of a special episode. Um, we've got my good friend Ola Bayoji, who will be Hello. joining us today. Ola in the cut, Ola in the cut. How you doing, Ola? I'm good, man. I thought you were going to introduce me saying I like our ass. <laughs> <laughs> Now, obviously, we're going to give them your professional name. You're also known as Alagaraz as well <laughs> on, Insta- on Instagram and all the social media, guys. Uh, Ola, thank you for, for joining us today. I mean, um, you know, you're, you're a great person and, uh, you know, I, I really want to have, you know, a discussion with you um, around various aspects of your life and, you know, uh, various aspects of things that, um, you know, affect people, um, young black men or young black women um, on a day-to-day basis, um, how you sort of um, come, it came into business, guys. Look, Ola runs a business called Jaya, which is an app, a barter app that allows people to trade their personal belongings with another individual uh, and come to agreement of the value um, of that product. It's an amazing app. Um, and, you know, I know you guys have seen it about, you've seen it about on the university campuses, doing some media, uh, marketing campaigns, uh, at Hertfordshire especially. Um, so guys, uh, you know, thanks uh, for listening in and, and allowing um, Ola to sort of have a chat with me. Ola, my guy. Thank you for supporting and giving all the great details about Jaya. A lot of times some people get confused about it. It's like you even work with Jaya. <laughs> Everything be going on. Are you talking us? Yeah. <laughs> I look, man, I've been following what you guys have been doing, you know. Um, when you even, when we first, um, you know, put, brought the idea to me and sort of discussed about how you're going to um, get this thing going. I mean, I've seen the journey of, you know, from the start to where it is now. And man, like, it's, it's, it's amazing. That's why I said, no, bro, I need to have you on the show so we can talk about this journey, man, because that app is doing great things. Um, you are doing great things. And, you know, it's time for us to sort of showcase um, pe- the showcases to the young people. Young people need role models. They need people to look up to. They need people to know um, that there is, they need to know that there is um, 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 opportunity to come out of your struggle, to come out of whatever circumstance you're in, to make something of yourself and to also, um, you know, know the reality of it. Because a lot of times, a lot of people are, for instance, on social media showcasing the success when they are not putting enough light on the hardship and the journey towards it. Um, and it's important that your young people need to understand that because unfortunately, um, the younger generation don't understand delayed grat- gratification. Um, it seems as though they want the quick route to success, but it's, it never lasts, you know, it never lasts. You need to, to, you need to work hard. You need to understand that it takes time to master your craft and to get to where you want to get to. Um, and once you do get there, then it's, it, it will be able to sustain. It will be there to last. It won't, you know, vanish in the in the in the in the in the, uh, in the, in the click of a the click of a finger. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. Thanks for jumping on. Hey, look, Ola, I'm yeah. talking too much, man. We want to hear. Uh, from, man. Fine, man. It's so, fine, it's fine. No, I like it. I like it. Kind of, so, it, it puts perspective to where I need to kind of like that navigate your your. Insight. Yeah, exactly. My patience is tough too. Yeah, man. That's it. That's the way, bro. I want to like come and just tell us a bit about yourself. You know your background, um, where you're coming from, man. Um, so myself, I'm actually originally from Nigeria. Grew up there. Uh, I was about twelve. Please, um, we're more Niger. 
You know what I'm saying? By the boys, be very precise. Yeah. Um, a lot of Nigerians usually say they're from Lagos. I'm not from Lagos, bro. Okay. Uh, I'm from Ibadan. Um, coming here, I actually, the funny thing, well, people never realize is I never spoke a single word of English. <laughs> fresh off the boat. <laughs> I was never fresh. I was a newborn baby. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and they threw me in the worst place to even have to adapt to, to UK lifestyle. But it's not the worst place, to be honest. It's, it's the place has obviously shaped my mentality. Yeah. Let me understand how things go and whatever. So, which is Tottenham, by the way. Okay, okay. When I got here, I grew up in Tottenham. Went nice. to school in a school called White Hart Lane. We then changed to Woodside High School. I think by the time we were in year nine or year 10. Because right. yeah, the school was, was rampant. It was crazy. <laughs> it was in between like two crazier schools. So you had St. Thomas Mall, which was close to Woods Green. Okay. And then you have uh, MPK from the Park School. And yeah, it was, it was crazy, man. It was good. But yeah, that was me in a nutshell in terms of growing up. So I grew up in Tottenham when I came to the UK. Um, I've been working in different industries from fashion to even retail, um, fashion retail, uh, tech, you know, learning and education, like when myself and you met, um, and been working in travel experience company as of recent. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, the role had to be made redundant which um, it's understandable. I mean, it's a business decision for them and I have to understand that, and, you know, but it's put me in a good position because my mind is sharp around, I know how to navigate this stuff. I know what to do, how to do it, how to get out, how to, you know, put myself in a different position. I, I'm never too scared about, you know, let me say losing a job, let's say, or leaving a job. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's so important to about that because a lot of people they kind of keep themselves um they they get comfortable or they keep themselves in this kind of box and stuck in one position because you know it pays the bills or this and that and you know so they don't they kind of hinder themselves from progressing and moving on to you know creating maybe like a side hustle um you know hinder themselves from putting their role into something else or to even just finding what's best for them um yeah. and it's quite important to have that confidence and that um, that no fear element of, you know, exactly. hey, look, if I leave here, you know, something exactly. else is waiting for me. There's something yeah, yeah. else that I will be able to get. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe let's start from there. So I want to say where I learned that was when I was trying to transition from working in retail. Mm -hmm. I say work in retail, meaning working in the shop. Wait, but what, shop, what shop was that, man? It was Hunter. So Hunter, nice. Okay. Yeah, company yeah yeah uh, i was trying to transition into working to becoming like someone that works in the head office mm -hmm. or even like corporate world or whatever mm -hmm. so that was a decent transition for me because i realized that there was so much going on like outside of the shop like that of course yeah without the shop the business doesn't do certain things mm -hmm. but there was so much going on outside of that from the marketing teams to the operation teams, manufacturing, buyer, merchandise, delivery, logistics, all this stuff, right? Okay. And like, it was pretty interesting I'm doing that. However, I went through some crazy stuff there, which led me to leave the place. But when I left the place, I didn't, I said to myself, I'm not going back to work for <laughs> another company to really? be shop. 
That's a no way. It's not uh, happening. How come, though? Um, I think, I just, I, I guess maybe I had, I mean, I was younger then, by the way. Um, how was you roughly? That was about five, six years ago. So I was about 21, 22. Okay, yeah, yeah. And like, for me, I just knew that there's money out there, first of all. It's like, if I do want to make money, yeah, yeah. there's jobs out there that will pay me money. Yeah, I just money. for the money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, On yeah. Top of that, you just need to realise that, you know what, these companies, as a black man, you always have to like, even extra navigate compared to other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because we just had that struggle. Like, that struggle is just, like, you automatically... The moment you're about to walk into your office, mm-hmm. you automatically switch a different side of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're right, Bab. How you yeah, doing? Yeah, how you doing, mate? You're right, Gaze. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an element of you that's not your normal self. Yeah. You almost that's have to kind of fit in with... Yeah, exactly. Whereas... Yeah. parts just go in, the workplace fits in with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you just learn like to understand, and I guess like the job that I had working at Hunter, which was like a, a business development role, which was specialized to a specific um, product segment that they had. Okay. Food. Um, it really helped me understand how, like, the difference between working with clients, working with colleagues, learning about oh, this is what really goes on when this happens and when they say this and whatever. So it gets like, for me, I find it, for me, it's a game. I really, I really believe, but please quote me wrong and please debate it with me if you want. But I, <laughs> like when it comes to like career and business and all these things, I really think to a degree it's a game. Like you just need to understand how certain things work. Uh, it doesn't mean you're going to be favored every time just because you, you know so much things or whatever, but you just understand why some things are a certain way and how you go about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like from there, listen, I'll tell you the truth, right? The truth is I'm not some genius like that that knows bare stuff. You know <laughs> I know for a fact I'm not, but I guess what I'm good at is I'm always good at like really just sitting down and trying to analyze stuff and say, okay, cool. What's the best way to do with this? What's the logic behind it? Yeah, take my emotions and all of that stuff. So, like every job I've had since then, I've literally hopscotched, and I've always punched way above my weight. Every single job. That's it. That's the way. And the best way I do it. So this is one of the tricks I do when I'm trying to apply for a job that I've never done before, mm-hmm. and I probably even know that should I really be applying for it coming from where I'm coming? Okay, what's the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna say no, right? Yeah. I don't just apply and wait and pray alone. What I do is, say, for instance, I apply for a job on LinkedIn. I will go to that person as a hiring on LinkedIn if it's the recruiter. If it's a recruiter in the company, I will ask them who the hiring manager is, or I'll try and find out, you know, when they show you the list of the people that work there or whatever. Okay. I look them a message. Oh, I like this role, by the way. I just wanted to see if I get a time, some time with you to have a conversation about it. Um, you know, even if you say no, it would just be interesting for me to know what this role entails because... If you say no, I can go somewhere else. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And that, that, that information will help me, even to the point where sometimes I'll just rock up to the office. Wow. It's like, yo, what's up? Like, I want to see this person. I'll drive them. No, I ain't got an appointment, but they told me to drop in whenever. <laughs> I'll just stop Because you're, you're doing more than what the regular person does, where they just apply and just wait. Helps you <laughs> to stand out more, I guess. Exactly. On top of that, 
you do get into the interview stage, hopefully you do, you, I really believe in like being very confident in the value that you're bringing to the table for these companies. Mm-hmm. And you really have to like just stand your ground and say, yo, this is what I am and this is who I am and this is what I can do. And I know my value. If you're going to say no, fine, just let me know. Mm-hmm. But I know what I'm bringing to the table. And you have to be confident with it, especially as a black person, right? Yeah, <laughs> and when yeah. you go to a place, you need to walk with confidence. Don't walk in there saying that oh, I'm lucky to be here. No. <laughs> yeah. this energy, you, made, this you, you got that. You got it. They, they chose you. So you are. So you two should be like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Because I do see a lot of times in workplaces where I worked with black people or whatever, or people of color, whatever the case may be, or shall I say, underrepresented people use all types of words nowadays, man. <laughs> uh, I just don't use the word minority because I don't find myself as a minority. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I find people feeling like, oh, I'm lucky to be here, so let me tread carefully. Let me not step on toes. No, You know, it's it's actually something you should be doing. Yeah. Because though the more like there's a line between I always look at moving up in your career is the the starting point is responsibility. Mm-hmm. The end point is accountability. And you're probably thinking, oh, does that make sense? I'll use uh, a fashion retail store as an example. As a sales assistant, you have responsibility. Your responsibility is to fold the clothes, to greet the customers to serve them, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Manager has, she's, he or she is in between responsibility and accountability because they're responsible to do the daily rota, the rota, the recruitment, blah, 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 but they're accountable for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have to report up to the head office people to say, hey, our store is doing really great and we have really great people working. Yeah. You know this is what we achieved they have accountability because they have to be accounting. They have to be accountable for all of you guys. Yeah. Or to the board members to say, yo, the company's doing great. We're making money, doing this, we're doing that. So once you understand that line, you kind of know how to like move around things. And for me, luckily for me, most of the roles I've been going for as of the recent years, I've been going towards that accountability part because mm-hmm. the accountability part means you're managing people you're managing projects, your control, you have some sort of influence mm-hmm. things work in, in your workplace or whatever role you're doing. So that's the way I kind of see it. And of yeah. course, it's not something that's like easy to just get that mentality and do it. Because trust me, bro, I've been in the dirt of the dirt. Yeah. Man. You just look at it and say, you know what? At the end of the day, where am I trying to be at? What am I trying to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, could get loads. I mean, I could be in the streets and be doing something with making loads of money, but that would mean I have to look over my shoulder. Yeah. For, no um, mind, man. Or for the police, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying? Or something, you probably even have guilty conscience at some point, like, ah, oh, I don't want karma to happen to me, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, I just always look at it like, you know, just choose a career or choose something you want to do and do it legit. Put your hard work through it. Put your strength and energy and enjoy it while you can. Like yeah, as you, 
That's it. That's it. I'm through it. Take it on the chin and keep moving, you know? Yeah, real talk, man. That's it. I mean, and that's, and that's sort of why I wanted to... So, uh, so that's why I wanted to, to... There's some things I wanted to... I want to bring it back to, like, your, your, your beginnings where you... Um, so did, you did your... Did you do your uh, primary and secondary education here or, or did you do that... Um, secondary here so what did what so when you went off and finished secondary school what what were the options for you did you what what was your journey so you finished you got your GCSEs did you 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 did you did you get great get, get grades or what how is the GCSEs like I know, for me I, I didn't I didn't get as great as I was predicted yeah yeah you know what I mean I was predicted the A stars the B's and the A's and and the it, the outcome was quite different because I mingled with the wrong people. What is it? I didn't do the. I didn't go to extracurricular class because I was too busy linking the mandem, and we were going to the other. We went to. We used to go and trouble St Martin's girls. There's yeah. a girls' school that I had master. So I went Kingsdale. Kingsdale. Yeah, yeah. I had teacher. Was yeah, very, did I again? South London. Yeah, Kingsdale School, South London, um, and. The head teacher of Kingsdale School was uh, was married to the head teacher of St Martin's. Now St Martin's is about ten minutes away from our school, so immediately the guys when we finish, and it's an all girls school by the way, whereas Kingsdale is a mixed school. So yeah, we yeah. go or we'll go to St Martin's and we'll go and talk to the girls and we'll go and do ganga 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 banga, you know, going and doing show off, stunting and flexing. Ah, uh, and that's what kind of you know messed up my grades because then I wasn't taking my grades seriously, you know, so I wasn't taking exams and education as seriously as it, I should have. Um, and it, you know, it had its effect, but I was quite fortunate to then still go on to college um, and do a BTEC as opposed to doing the A-levels. I got, you know, my, my BTEC in business, which was great. I got good, good grades in that. Um, so what was it like for you? So when you finished, you know, secondary school, what, how, did, how did it sort of all pan out? I can relate to that because I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Before I came to this country, I never took education seriously. <laughs> they sent me to school. I didn't go. I didn't used to go. Serious. I, I like I'm going to school. I just turn the left road. I'm going to play and do dunk. <laughs> uh, the thing is, like back in back in Nigeria where I live, I live in the ghetto. Like, okay. You all think you got ghettos here in 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 the UK? Allow it, fam. There's no way. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing. Compared to back home. Compared to back home, listen. That's why I always say to people, listen, you see everything we've got here, and even people that want to complain about stuff, listen, you wouldn't even last two hours in Nigeria in mm-hmm. certain places. Mm-hmm. This is the worst case scenario. <laughs> They're begging to even have a quarter of what you have. Wow. I mean, wow. Anyway, so like for me, my mentality back home was, we're all stuck in the same hood. Yeah. Go to school, you do degree. Guess what? We still live here. All of us still live here. You still work here. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be big doctor or whatever. But of course, my, my parents wanted me to be the best I can or whatever. Of course. And the thing is, my brothers were leading examples. So I've got two older brothers. Okay. Um, actually sent to a decent, decent boarding schools that they went to. I was sent, I was, I was supposed to go to boarding school. They literally kicked me back home, literally the next day I got there. Wow. Because I already had a fight, which that first 10 minutes I was there. Wow. The same time when I came here, I was so fresh, I didn't understand English. I'd gone to the school, they enrolled me. 
my mentality is obviously in Nigeria, we don't disrespect teachers. I mean, I was one of those kids that we don't disrespect elders, especially in their day jobs and stuff like that. Okay. But if they do stuff to us, doesn't mean we won't beat the living crap out of you outside of the school. Because we do that. We do that. We do, yeah, I'm sure you've heard of area boys, right? And yeah, 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 yeah. Area boy. Ha! The area boy. Look who area boys. I, I, well, another day, I'll tell you exactly what Lagaraz means. <laughs> so there's a hidden meaning to There's a reason you acquired that name. So that name, that name, so the word Raz is actually in Nigeria. They, in Nigeria, they call Rascals Raz. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Alaga. Alaga is like a, like a, uh, yeah. a chair, speak, chair, like an MC speaker, isn't it? Yeah, chief. Um, no, the actual real deeper meaning, the Yoruba real meaning of Alaga means a chairman, a chief. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of um, chieftaincy. Okay, right? yep. Um, I've got the chieftaincy of being the Raz guy, right, in the area. So. <laughs> the chief rascal. <laughs> That, that's what I think. <laughs> but yeah, like coming here, like the thing is, I was always a lone, lone wolf in school. But I always got into stupid stuff because I had that mentality of I'm always ready to fight anyone. So there was times when I would fight someone and I didn't know that they were part of a Wood Green gang. And me, I still go to Wood Green to my uncle's house like it's normal. Yeah. And I was on the bus like, they would, oh, what's up? What's, and I was still fighting or whatever. <laughs> stupid like it was just really silly stuff but like after secondary school as an African child I came here and I got through I had a lot of like situations especially I got to a point it was a situation I had when I was in year 10 year 9 yeah. maybe one or two where I got into an altercation with a guy and um I don't know if I should rename actually I'm not even rename myself because I've done what I needed to do for it but I ended up pulling out a knife and stabbing Oh, man. years older than me in school time. I think I was in year nine, he was 11 or something like that. Yeah. So um, we got into a fight. And for me, I'm like, this guy's going to mess me up. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to pull out the sticky and the sticky with it. So we'll see what's happening. I got kicked out of school. My dad literally had to beg them every single day. At that point, I think that was when my dad stopped beating me because he was like, I can't send you back to Nigeria because you'll just be the chief rascal yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> like a rat. If you're using knives here, you're going to be carrying guns there. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, you need to figure out your life and know what you need to do. And I think that's probably when I started taking like life a bit more serious around like, you know, saying I want to make money, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to be a businessman, all that stuff. <laughs> so, being an African, I didn't really have a choice but to go to college and to go to uni. Mm. I did a mixture of A levels and B tech. Okay, okay. Business, um, level three, and then I did accounting um, and maths for the first year. Okay. Um, second year, I think I took away the maths and kept to the accounting and also the B tech and business came out with that. Went to uni. The same thing with uni, like my mentality again is like, I just went to uni mainly for three reasons, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to. The first is my parents wanted me to go to university. Yeah. Second thing is my brothers went to university, so I, I can't. The pressure, the pressure. <laughs> and the third is all of my, most of my friends were going to uni. And okay. I didn't want to. So other than that, I just like, you know what? I went to uni and not to, I'm not going to lie to you. I struggled in uni. 
That's why I had which uni was it that you went to? Hearts, yeah, heart for sure. You know, oh my, that uni there. So a few, a few, a few friends that I, I had went heart for sure. We used to always go heart for sure, man. Always yeah. what was it a uh, Batchwoods? Batchwoods. Yeah. yeah, the mansions, the raves there were lit. <laughs> yeah. um, but even at uni, like the thing is, I was already exposed to that whole uni lifestyle way before I went there. Oh, okay. So most, most of my friends are like actually older than me. Yeah. Most of my friends are my older brother's friends. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. So you kind of, it's a bit like, yeah, so you mingled with like, the, the like, and that, that seems to be a common thing with a lot of people now. Like they seem, they seem, seem to be like mingling with people that are a bit more senior than them. So then they're, they're learning quicker and they've been exposed to much more than maybe the average person who just stuck with their age mates would be exposed to. So that makes sense. And they're both good and bad sides. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. Like, I was already going to uni raised when I was in year 10 and year 11. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, like, definitely was, chief rascal, bro. <laughs> by the time I got to uni, bro, I did, I probably, I can tell you in my first year of uni, I probably went out like five, four, five times. Wow. That was it. I didn't go out. I was a granddad. Because all I wanted, bored of it. I just wanted to make money and just chill. Like, I didn't really care about going out. I didn't make friends like that. Yeah. You, people knew me, but I didn't, hang around with anyone or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's only one guy that I was always with, well, two. One of my cousins went to Hertfordshire as well, so we were always together. Yeah. And one of the guys that I lived with in the first year, I met him, he's one of my closest guys as well, Daniel. And since then, like, we've always been friends or whatever. So, like, I didn't really, and I, I actually quit uni my third year. So oh, my wow. course, four-year course, I quit uni my third year. I'm, there's something envelope, there's something an envelope, but I don't know what's in it. I don't know if it's failure. I don't know if it says, oh, you got... Because I, I was doing a joint honours degree, which is basically two degrees in one. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe I got a, a, at least a hundred or I don't know, one of them or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I've never opened it. I probably never will. They'll come <laughs> ask me to bring it. Like, I've got a degree, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to play the game. You know, Sharon. So, yeah. um, anyway... So yeah, that's that's kind of like the mentality I had. But I guess when I quit uni, it really that was when I really said, you know what? Yeah, there's way more to life than this whole degree stuff. That's when I was started working as a hunter. Luckily for me, I was already working in the retail. So world. what was so what what was your stuff? So just to kind of jump in there, like just for the purpose of the listeners. So what was your so once you left the university and you started getting into your employment, what was your process? What did you do? How did you go about finding a job? good thing is I've always been a people's person yeah meaning I'm good at analyzing people speaking to people communicating personal skills and yeah being very personal right mm-hmm. um so while I was in union I was working in some of those retail stores I always made friends with a lot of like the managers and the manager's friends that comes to the store okay whatever. so when I was when I realized that I'm gonna quit uni I actually even quit like the second to the last month of the of the whole year. Oh, like, Mr. Wow. I quit like in May or something. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing it again, man. Forget <laughs> it. See you later. Forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Take care. See you later. Yeah, yeah. So I, I reached out to one of them. Um and she was super dope. She's one of the people that definitely put me on game around, around it. Around it. Like that. Um I still talk to her 
once in a while. And like, she really, she said, yeah, come on board, you know, whatever. So she was going to be the, she was the general retail manager for Hunter at that time. Okay. Put me on. And I told her, and at that time, I was actually working as a manager in another retail store, a concession. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Come in as a sales assistant, show them that you can work your way up, do your thing, and then we'll get you into whatever you want to do. Okay. You just, you know how to maneuver, and I'll show you how to do certain things. So, yeah, she, she really, and at that time, I still had a street mentality, but she's like, look, you can apply the same mentality into real career moves and stuff like that. The big difference is you don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't have to be like, ah, oh, man, police are coming for me or this and that. You just have to how to maneuver, how to speak to people, how to request for things, how to exude your value, how to understand stuff. Like, you know, all of these different things. And she was just, she always like used to show me things, tell me stuff like whenever she goes to a meeting, she'll pop my name in and tell me to come with her. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Had a great time and it was good. So like it was those kind of things that kind of helped me. And me also just being someone who's always inquisitive. Like I'm always trying to like find out what's going on, why, what, how, when, questions stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? So when I'm looking at all these things and like, this is what I want to do, this is how I want to do. It, I'm always trying to look at it like, okay, I need to know the actual detail of what it is mm. that I need to get to from A to B. Do you know what I'm saying? So that was kind of like. Um, the mentality I kind of like grew over time and don't get me wrong those comes with its own challenges because sometimes you could do all of that and you procrastinate because you have too much man procrastination man procrastination is the <laughs> enemy of progress the killer of dreams the nah. destroyer nah. of visions oh wow. procrastination man let's not even look one thing ah procrastination man has hindered a lot of a lot of things um, for me personally, even with yeah. this podcast, I mean, we even with this podcast, this procrastination was almost had it under, you know, going under. And I think with with a lot of a lot of young people nowadays, you know, um, procrastination can can have a major effect on the mental well being of people as well. You know, you're procrastinating and getting things started because you're worrying about what someone might say, what someone might think. You're procrastinating because, you know, there's a fear of, 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 of some sort. And then once you start living in that procrastination, you then start to beat yourself up that when you're seeing other people doing well. And it's like, oh man, like, this person is doing this. Why is it not? Why am I not doing my thing? Why am I, am I not good enough? Is there something wrong with me? Like, why don't people like me? Why are people not talking to me as much? And, and it can play on your mind. And it, it can also then lead, you know, to some dangerous thoughts. You know, as we yeah. see with a lot of people, um, you know, who unfortunately take their lives because, you know, of not feeling like they're up to standard or being where they want to be. And because that root of procrastination infected them from the very beginning, it's stopping them from using their gifts and their talents to, you know, um, to, to bring glory to, to God and stuff, you know? It's easy. They start doing, like, I have friends that they're now in jail. Some of them even dead because they had procrastination of doing something else that could have been all right. But they thought, right, let me go the easier route. Oh, I'm procrastinating to do the hard work or procrastinating to do. So you just like, yeah, I ain't really trying to trying to get myself into any of that. And you just think about life generally. Like for me, I, I believe in, I just, I want to go through everything you can go through in life from 
love to children to free just traveling to experiencing different things and getting some new skills and whatever whatever you know what I'm saying like all of this different so like it's like procrastination is mad but it could also I mean yeah it's just it, it could be a good thing and a bad thing it just depends on you know how how you look at it and how you actually make use of it procrastination has helped me from a position of when I procrastinate about certain things and say ah oh, I'm going to do it later or whatever. It might give me enough time to actually come back with a different thinking about how I should go about it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The bad side could be that I could have actually just started yeah. with it quicker and forget it. Yeah, yeah. You have the advantages and disadvantage. I guess you look at it like, a, what's that thing they say? Like, do you look at a glass half full or half empty? Oh, yeah, yeah, half, half, half full. And half, yeah, just, same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's that on that which if we kind of bring that maybe into I'm guessing where the conversation will go just like more business stuff right mm-hmm. uh, that was one of I mean like me just learning how to navigate these old like career move and whatever and career path and whatever it's also the same way I think about like business generally mm-hmm. like however the only thing with business is it's a longer game mm a very long game compared to career. Like you could, I, I guess we could use ourselves as an example where if you look at yourself five years ago, the jobs you were doing five years ago compared to now, it's, it's completely... Completely. Different. I'm saying, the way you think about stuff, the way you see things. However, you can be business and still be in the same position for five years. Yeah. And Some people are. Some people are. They've been in the same role for 20 years. Maybe the pay rise has come, but, you know, responsibilities is the same. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, even that's that procrastination to me. Like I, I never, I mean, don't get me wrong. I totally understand. Like you know, some people just prefer to be stable and have structure and whatever. But for me, I'm not coming to to die in someone's company, one company especially. Mm. Just be on the same payroll, whatever. Jumps and be on the same. Sorry, be on the same pay and stuff like that. I was just looking like I'm pretty sure you have way more to you to do. Even if it's in that same company, I, I don't mind being in the company for long years, but knowing that I started off as a janitor and now I'm like a, I don't know, chief executive or some mm. sort of influential role. Because mm. at least you know you've grown and you've adapted and you've learned and whatever. Yeah. But if you're going to be in a company, you're pretty much stagnant or pretty much not really moving, especially in this day and age. Being in a company for too long, it's, in this day and age anyway, it's tough. It's, it's, I don't see the point. Mm-hmm. You won't learn a lot. Like you get to a point where it's like, and that's one of the things that I, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Some people might look at it as a good or bad thing, but for me, I don't believe in being in the company until I can say I'm in a company where my role is very influential in the way that company shapes and moves. I don't want to be in a company for the most. The most I want to be in a company for is three years. That's the most wow. I want. To be. Why, why is that? Why is that? And that was for like. For me, the first six months is me learning the role, learning the company, learning the people, whatever. Mm. The, then the, the next six to 12 months after that is I know my stuff now. I'm doing my stuff. Mm. I'm growing. I have opportunities to, to promote myself for this company or to go somewhere else mm. and show that, oh, this is what I've been doing. I'm ready for the next line. Let's go. Yeah. You know I'm yeah. I like by the time you get to like that two-year mark, kind of feel like you 
you've accomplished everything that needs to be accomplished in this role in this company. You feel like you've given your value already. And like maybe it's time to actually go somewhere else and show them that value. Because sometimes a lot of companies that you stay with might not really see that value until you leave. Mm. Okay. Sometimes they just get comfortable with it, whatever they just run with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But when you when you I feel like you coming out of a workplace is you taking a step back and looking at what you've done and seeing how you can even make that bigger somewhere else. Okay. As human beings, I don't think we're people that just, we're not really built to just be in one place. We're very pro-social, we're very proactive to a degree compared to any other animals like that. Yeah, yeah. Always questioning, we're always, we think about things like purpose, we think about things like uh, procrastination, we think about love, we think about money, we think about health, all these different things. A lot of un- other animals don't really, lions wake up just to kill. Some don't even to eat. Yeah. Like just say, I'm the king in this. Like, yeah. don't eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So for us, we always feel like there's a purpose. And I always feel like every single person's got a purpose. Every single mm. person. And the purpose doesn't have to be you have to start a business. And that's, and that's what I was going to come back to. Because like, there's some people that, you know, like in being in that one position, in that one company yeah, brings them joy, brings, brings them satisfaction and they can be there for that long. So I guess like oh. it's okay, but it's about finding your purpose. Yeah, yeah. Finding Absolutely. what is what is what is your gifts, what's your talents, and, and then using that. So that's what made me want to come on to um to, to come on to, to to Jaya. So after you worked at Hunter, you then went on to to QA. to QA. Oh QA. QA man, that was the QA days was, I think, I think a QA was a bittersweet moment. I mean, yeah. I guess it shouldn't, I shouldn't say too much about, um, about uh, QA in that sense, because I'm trying to avoid. Um, I yeah. know, I'm going to tell you this, right? This is where I look at it. I, I'll say it. I don't want you to say it. I'll say it and I'll, I'll give you my experience. Yeah, yeah. Show me what your, your experience was like. It's not like I'm throwing QA under the bus and saying the whole company is rubbish yeah. or whatever. But the leadership I was under, maybe not the direct leadership, maybe the person above that person and all the people around in that realm of people that's above whoever was leading me in the company, mm. total trash. Mm. Mm. Total trash from the sense that, which is part of what we're fighting today, this whole institutional racism. Yeah. And preferences and all this stuff right because in the UK it's covert like it's very different the way they do things is, is conservative approach isn't it bro like I'm not sure if you remember uh, when I started going through my old thing in QA yeah yeah there was times where I was sit- I would sit there myself and think wait am I thinking too much about this or did that really happen do you know what I'm saying mm. It kind of throws you off. You just, you just don't know. At least, yeah. at least, America, they say it to your face right there. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll be That's very out. They're very this, much outright about how they other races. Game <laughs> so well that you start to think, "What the? Like, what is this? Like, am I? Is it me? Am I the one that's the problem here?" Yeah, yeah. And also, and this is why I meant. If you remember earlier when I was saying people shouldn't feel lucky in the workplace. Like I said, a lot of people like us feel lucky in those 
aspect. So when they see other people going through things like that, death, it's not that they're scared to help, they're scared to help because it might implicate them. Okay. Rather than say that I have value, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which yeah. you might find other black people that might not necessarily be willing to help you in those situations or speak up or whatever, which is understandable. For me, I don't take those things personal. I don't look yeah. at it. I, my problems are my problems. I, nobody owes me anything and I don't owe them anything. Mm. So it's not, it's not like, when you look at the whole spectrum, like I said, like my experience at QA was a big turning point in my career path yeah. in terms of understanding how this whole thing runs, which is that, like I said, it's really a game, mm-hmm. really a game of how you put yourself across, mm-hmm. fight your battles. You don't need to fight your battles shouting. You don't need to fight your battles cussing the next person and giving them dirty eye. Mm-hmm. You play the system. You want to act like sneaky and, and smile in my face and stab me in the back? I can do the same. I'll shake your hand. Oh, you're right, Gary. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> They don't like you, but guess what? They'll still tell you what you're doing today. Let's go for a drink in the pub. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it has to be outwardly shown that you're being inclusive. Exactly. I can't stand that word. This inclusive. and diverse like it, it it just it just it's just corporate jargons to mask the real issue that is but i mean yeah right out of all of that that i i take seriously just equality everything else like inclusivity diversity huh bruh <laughs> like equality for me is probably the most easiest word that makes more sense because at the end of the day, all we're asking for is just to use that. That's all. Yeah, yeah. We're not asking to be better than you. We're not asking you to prioritize us than you or your people, whatever. We're just saying, just treat everyone. That'd be fair. That's literally it. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it almost makes me don't even, I don't believe in always equality. Like you said, I, I look at it, I look at it funny. I mean, some companies do genuinely try, but, a lot of times it's jargon. I mean, a good example is like, um, I'm not sure if you saw recently, there was a document I was leaking, uh, that, sorry, that leaked um, about when Amazon bought um, Whole Foods. No, no. Right. And there was a documentation that basically let us know that they said, oh yeah, like, you know, let's act like, you know, we're all about this equality and diversity stuff and create some sort of equality and diversity section in the business just so that unions are not formed because unions means there's lawsuits there's um, grievances there's you know what i'm saying there's a stuff wow wow i mean if a company like that is doing that behind closed doors everyone else is doing this stuff yeah that's i don't really look at it as though because equality is not about i'm not telling you to just go and be applying black people and like bringing black people to roles just because Oh, you don't have enough black people. That's not the case. Yeah. Cases. If if my name pops up on my TV, don't look at my name as oh, that's an African name. Huh? No, we don't want that. <laughs> I'm actually, probably better than Gary. Yeah. <laughs> this is advice I want to give to any black person. You're applying for roles. You're trying to do stuff. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Apply. Gas it up. Whatever you need to do. 
Because guess what? John Smith is gassing it up. And John Smith doesn't know half of the things you know. John Smith probably isn't as competent as you would be in that role. But you're scared because you're thinking, ah, they're not going to, I'm, I'm punching way above my weight. I'm doing this. Worst case, you're going to get is no. Mm. Go somewhere else. Apply. Ask for your, whatever expectation salaries you have. Tell them you want to negotiate. Negotiate. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. They have the money. These yeah. companies have they the do. money. They do. They have the budget because most, most of the time their budget has contingency on top of it as well for, you know, in case they find someone overqualified or in case yeah. anything goes wrong. And in case, yeah. it's just all in case. There's, there's yeah. the budget. Yeah, as you know, it's like, at the end of the day, look, if they like you and they know you're going to, you've shown them that you're someone that can bring value, mm-hmm. it will take you. Yeah, of course, of course. If you're asking for it, they can afford it, they'll take you. Yeah. There's no question about it. So it's like, I think people, there just needs to be a balance of understanding how these things work, understanding that, yo, listen, if I'm going to apply for this job, I need to understand what that role is, what I put myself into, what responsibilities are there, what, what am I going to be accountable for? Mm-hmm. Is that worth it? Because the thing is, if you don't do all these negotiations and you don't speak up and you don't show your value from the beginning, the more it's going to be harder for you to have those conversations once you're in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, you're just going to, they're not going to, they're not gonna give you extra if you don't ask, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just what it is. If you don't ask, you don't get. And like they're not gonna know unless you really like I believe yeah, actions of what do they say? Actions are better than words or whatever. Speak loud. Actions speak louder than words, yeah. Guess what? Make your words speak and give people the confidence that you can that you can do that action. That, yeah, yeah. You can act, that you can really put in work. So and that's why I believe. Like, and if it means you have to gas it a little bit, so it. It's like they love lies anyway. Hey, I'm not. I'm not advocate for lying. But I'm not lying. Not you know, lying. sometimes you can exaggerate. It just, that's what I meant. Sorry, that's what I meant. I don't want to say lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But guess what? On the flip side, for someone like me, right? I think I don't know if I've ever showed you my cover letter. In my cover letter, it doesn't tell you all the great things. I can do or whatever. I, t- I go straight to the point. I say, look, to be honest, I'm not going to be here, you know, inflating my my qualifications and my skills or whatever. Listen, I'm not unicorn. I know the job. I've applied for it. I know I can do the job. That's mm-hmm. it. If you are interested, check out my qualifications that aligns with this stuff. Check out my experience. Check out my projects. Check out, I don't know, whatever portfolio, whatever it is I've attached, right? Mm-hmm. And let if you don't take me, all right, cool, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure you know that you didn't take me. Yeah, so you almost having that element of indifference. Take yeah, it. Like, like it's, it's down to you. I guess that's the kind of thing that you want to be, especially that's what will show your confidence. And it, yeah, gives, yeah. That, it gives that individual who's reading your... That, that kind of, ooh, ooh, I think we, if we don't do anything about this, then we might be missing out. And that's where oh, the, fear loss, the fear of loss comes in. And that's what I'm sort of trying to, I, I, I want to sort of help paint that picture for the young, for the people, not just the young people, people of all ages listening that, you know, when you are applying for opportunities, when you're networking with people, you are selling yourself. You're not prostituting yourself. You're selling yourself. 
you're selling <laughs> you're selling who you are so you're gonna have to have these fundamental things in place these sell tactics these basic sales tactics in place and it doesn't matter if you, if you are in a sales role and you have you, you you as individual always have to sell yourself um and who you are your character when you're networking when you're going to uh, interview when you're recruiting when you're applying for opportunities and there's tactics you know indifference you know your fear of loss um the greed element how much value you can bring for that money that you're 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 you're, you're trying to pay you know your tone of voice how you speak how you sound how you know whether you match the person's tone of voice and then that that um sense of urgency that hey look mate there's other people who are looking for me you know other people have been inquiring of my services jale <laughs> what do you want to do you know, you know, the other two things I was going to mention about it is the first is you always have to look at it like look, you're the one that's going to be stuck with this job yeah. uh, whatever, however long you're going to be there mm-hmm. so you need to put when I'm in going to interviews I'm interviewing them you're not interviewing me my G, right? mm-hmm. of course I'm going to give you the answers to everything you need and asking me what did I do but guess what I'm coming my questions mm-hmm. what have you got on the table for me mm-hmm. what am I Who's my team? Who's my management team? Do we have people? Listen, one of the biggest questions I always ask in every single one of my interviews is, do you have people like me here? Hmm. Sometimes they live, oh, yeah, we've got like young people, black, whatever. I said, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean, people that I can come into here, this company and look up to, they're black or they're someone of color, they've come from a low role and they've worked their way up. Yeah. I don't want to come to a company where you're going to employ me in that stage, but that's the stage you keep me at. You're trying to keep me at, yeah. Because some people have their own agenda, don't they? That's basically what it is, because all you got to do is just knock me out at some point in time where you, you get tired of me and bring someone in in that same position. Mm, mm. The second thing is, I always say, you know, at the end of the day, you look at, like, this whole career thing as, as a way of, you know, you're not just getting by, you're actually putting some sort of the more you navigate these things and the better you understand it, the better you understand your own purpose anyway, the better you know that, okay, like you said, what's the value you're bringing to the table and all those things? Because, of course, to them, I guarantee you there's other people that are willing to accept way less than what you've got to offer. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what you're asking for, for the same role. But unless you really tell them your value and show them, they're not, they're not really gonna. They're not gonna really. Yeah, they're not really gonna know. Exactly. 100%, man. 100%, man. I totally agree. So I guess um, my my next question, you know, what what made you decide? Because obviously you you at you at these different companies, you know, you started off at Hunter, you went to QA, then you went to was it YoYo? You went to YoYo Wallet. Um, yeah. what was the company you went on to after that? Um, went to. It was like a, a loyalty scheme, isn't it? Sorry? It was a loyal, lo, uh, a travel loyalty company. Uh, Collinson Group. Collinson Group. That's it, yeah, Collinson Group. Um, so after Collinson Group, I mean, so at what stage did you decide, what what, what stage did you decide that you wanted to set up a, a company? Um, when, I got, when I got to YoYo, it was really interesting because most of the people I was working with were pretty young and it was a very... It's definitely a innovative company. Like they had ideas, they had 
plans. They had all these different things. And for me, I'm just learning all these different things. And because I used to work with so many different teams from the tech team to the operations, mm-hmm. to the design, to engineering, sales, multiple, like, and it was very interesting to like, just see and think, oh, like, if this is the way, so I've realized that things that they do on a day-to-day basis in a business is just prolonged. Okay. But when you're obviously starting a business, all those things you do, in a rush, and I, I love the adrenaline of it. I love the process of you're ticking things off your to-do list. And oh, this is what we're doing. Okay, cool. This is what we're doing. Okay, how do I go about this? How do I do that? So it, was, it got pretty interesting for me at that time. And to be honest, at that time, I still didn't know what I wanted to do okay. in terms of business. But I knew I wanted a business. I wanted to start something, and I wanted to put some skills to the test. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend then uh, that we went to uni together. And we lived together in the second year, actually, um, who had the idea for Jaya, which was basically for, he was, well, he was thinking about it from just for university students at a time to start offering. So um, that's how we kind of started Jaya. Um, and again, it's, it's all about like believing in your own source because when he brought the idea to me, I felt back in 2017, I was on decent money, and yo-yo and all that stuff. I was living good. I was, I was like, no, nah, I can't be bothered, bro. Like come back to me with some more, like, because for me, I, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that likes to just talk about ideas all day long. I want to put action in and I want to see action. Make it make sense, yeah. I just doing your stuff and executing. So he came back to me towards late, um, to like late 2017. He said, bro, I'm telling you, this is it. I've gone to these people. I've gone to these people. This is what I've come up with. I said, yeah, okay, cool. Let's do this. Like, what's up? Mm-hmm. We started talking more. We went into it. And then we, um, applied for this O2 thing, um, like some program where they were given money for people to start up um, businesses. Or okay, okay. Innovations. Like funding, so investment. Yeah. Funding, well, yeah. grants in, in a sense, yeah. so enterprise grant. Okay. So got into it, and I told them, look, we're going to get this money. We're going to have to tell them this. We need to let them understand what this is. So I think there was a part, there, there was part judgment of we really believe in this innovation and there's also a part judgment of they're black and we don't probably usually get a lot of black people that comes with ideas like this. Oh, so that kind of worked in that, favor. Yeah, exactly. So use that money to obviously build the first version of Jaya. Oh, finally, something that being black is good for because yeah, they'll yeah. throw their money at you. They'll just throw their yeah. money at you. There you go. Oh, yeah, oh, he wants to do good things. Take the money, take his or yours. Dollar, baby. I'll tell you what's crazy about that. It's not very easy for a lot of people like us, anyway, to get to those positions. And that's one thing I'm always grateful for. Mm. Second thing I'm always grateful for is even when you do have people that get into those positions, they don't know what to do. Mm. They don't know how to maneuver, they don't know who to speak to, how to like just plan stuff and whatever. Because I guess maybe it might be the shock or it might just be. Or the fact that they're not educated. When I'm saying educated, I'm not talking about books education. I'm talking about, you know, like educate yourself around, okay, what do I do with these resources? Who do I network with? What's marketing? What's product uh, roadmap? What's, you know, what's all of these different things? What's maintenance? What's the, you know, ATVs and consumer metrics and all these different things, right? Mm. So, you look at all those things, and you just kind of like understand that you know there's just more to 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 this whole thing than just saying I want to start a business. 
Like, you should be in your own business because some people, you know, I always tell some people, listen, sometimes you're better off just being a career worker than being starting a business. Yeah. Starting a business is not something that's easy at all. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. There's times when I sit and think, what the hell am I doing, fam? <laughs> should I just pack up and close? But you also think that, I also think from a perspective like, yo, I've put in far too much to just give it up, man. There's no, I just need to keep going. And it's a, like I said, it's a long game, you know? So like just get into that mindset and know, because some people just want to say they start up a business and they're CEO or something. Yeah, yeah. CEO doesn't mean nothing. It mean unless, nothing. Yeah. It's just a title. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, all the time, I don't call myself CEO of Jaya. I just said, I just say I'm a founder of Jaya. Oh, what do you do? Um, I'm the cleaner. I'm the designer. I'm the marketer. Whatever it needs to be done, I'm the guy. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the cleaner. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's about just having those titles. It's about discipline, man. Discipline is the big for me. I I take discipline over passion. And you're probably thinking, what? You should always have passion for things you do before discipline, whatever. If you have passion for it, you can't do it. I'll tell you, I'll kid you not. I did not have passion. I did not have passion for Jaya when we first started. But my discipline is: if I start something, I want to finish it. I want to, you know, I want to put in time. I want to execute, and I want to see a result. So when we started off, you know, it was great. Um, and for me, I but obviously slowly as we did more things and it got more interesting, and I was learning different things and upskilling myself, meeting new people. That's when the passion started coming. But the discipline helped me with the passion. I know many people that have passion for ideas and things that they want to do, but it doesn't mean that the discipline to execute it and continue doing, even if even if there's no, uh, what's the word? Even if there's no, uh, what's the word? If there's no uh, results that you see right there and then, because sometimes people just want early gratification. Yeah. I don't for Jaya because I want people to commend me to say, well done, no, no, I need you. <laughs> I want you to see this and know that, you know what, this is someone I can look up to because they're putting in the work and they're doing things that they want to do and they're doing it in the right way or whatever. And you can see results. You know, I rather, I'm someone who likes to just have results speak for itself, you know? So that's the way I look at business broadly. I don't, I don't, it's, I don't even want to tie it to just Jaya, just generally business and, yeah. and like, who, who found who comes up with ideas and build on them it's not even about it's the same way as like you do this pod, podcast people don't know they just see the glory like the glory the they don't product they see the finished product as opposed to seeing the hard work behind it like people come to me ah oh, Jaya is such a great app it looks nice this and this ah uh, yeah and people ask me um and people ask me yo um so is Jaya making money no it's not so been doing it for like two and a half years that's what you get it's called taking a risk and that's it yeah in some form and you just have to keep going and of course you have to also learn when to close up shop and know that okay this is not working should i pivot that idea should i just close it off and start something new some diverse product diversifications absolutely nothing wrong with you start up a business and close up shop three years down the line or five years down the line because it's not working at least you tried yeah you know yeah Better be in that situation than not trying and thinking, oh, I should have done that. Yeah, really would have, could have. Come to me and say, oh my God, I had this idea when I was uni. 
And what did you do with it? Procrastination killed it. <laughs> okay, that's great. Well, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that I was thinking that from an arrogant perspective. I'm just looking at it like, what does that information do for me? Yeah. 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 Like, no, business, I just, it's not easy, man. And people, like I said, they need to educate themselves, they need to skill upskill themselves they need to and they just need to have discipline discipline is the biggest problem. yeah so you mentioned that like they, they they need to have discipline um i mean so what so when you were doing your um i guess you had to do a business plan for you yeah, yeah. so you put together your business plan i mean how did you have to go out and do some market research was that something you had to come yeah. up yeah so you know like it's not it's not just uh yeah because people, when I say discipline to people, they're thinking, a lot of times people think, oh, wake up early, go to the gym, go for a run, mm-hmm. go into the office, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm trying to say all these different things. But they don't realize that there's there's way more to to, to that. It's, you don't even have to be like that. You know what I'm saying? For me, I'm someone who, I wake up whenever I feel like. Mm. I don't follow no routine of, oh, if you want to be successful, wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, go for a run. Whatever the hell I want, however the what way I want, because I know myself and I know how to do stuff. There's times, there's days when I've literally woken up, did really great work in four hours, and I've gone back to bed, I've not looked at it. And that, that gave me really big results. And there's days when I've spent 20 hours in front of my laptop, and I didn't really get down to anything when I actually look at it in the grand scheme of things. So you're going to get those days and don't let people give you all this facade of, oh yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I meditate. I listen to podcasts. I yeah, play. yeah. I mean, it's interesting you say that because like, like how, so how important do you think nowadays is, is planning and having a routine to your day? Like, cause like for me, like where I've noticed of late, I mean, probably since, COVID-19 got us on a lockdown. I've noticed that time waits for no man. Time flies. Especially when you're in one pos- one place for so long, you need to make use of the time. You've got 24 hours to do yeah. things. So how, how important do you think is, is breaking down your day and having a plan? Because I find that, you know, when I break down my day, um, you know, if I if I start early doing some stuff, it allows me to you know have more time to do other things. Because you can't always fit in everything into one day. Sometimes you wish there was more hours in the day to do things. Yeah. When really and truly, you can just wake up a bit earlier to start your day. Like instead of waking up at eight o'clock, maybe you wake up at five because you want to creep in those things that you will probably end up getting you to go bed late. You can start them a bit earlier so you can then have free time for socializing in the evening. That was one of my biggest issues because, you know, since I got married, I wanted to have, you know, a separate time in the evening where I spend with the missus or I, I have a separate time where I can call friends and catch up with friends and see how my friends are doing because those are the relationships that, you know, you're going to feed off. That's the kind of stuff that's going to keep you motivated. Somebody might share, you know, some insight and wisdom with you that will allow you to keep going. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, somebody might go, be going through something and they need you to be there. So to fit in time for that, I've, I've, I've seen that starting my day earlier helps me to do that. Um, and then also, you know, when I'm having a schedule, a plan for the day, then I can stick to it. So something isn't overrunning and cancelling, eating it into the time. And it has that knock-on effect to cause yeah. you to end up 
breaking the cycle. I understand that. And for me, routine is good with certain things, but I don't think routine is needed for every single day for certain for certain things also. Like of course, like if you're planning ahead and you're looking at certain things, yes, like you do need some sort of routine. But there's no point in but because every day is different. Everything you do, the way you feel every day, like you have to put some sort of humanity to it. And that's what I do. Like I'm a human before business, before career, before whatever, do you know what I'm saying? So I always look at that way. There's days where I feel rubbish. And if I want to feel rubbish today, I want to feel rubbish today. Don't don't send me no motivational videos. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all this motivational stuff as well. I personally, I don't really indulge in all those things. And crazy enough, it's not crazy because some people obviously, I guess, look at me and they kind of maybe see some sort of motivational stuff. I don't even do it on purpose. I'm just me. I just when some people are motivated by maybe the way I speak about certain things or when I'm showing them stuff, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely happy with that. Like you know, thank you for being motivated. Mm-hmm. I don't obviously go out to be motivated. And I, I don't want to hear this motivational stuff every day. Some days I'm not motivated and that's fine because I'm a human being. Yeah. There's, yeah. yeah. there's days where like, you know, you plan to work as a, bro, a good example is like, I do a lot of design stuff. So I do freelance and design stuff as well, right? Okay. And it's like days where I could spend five hours designing something, putting in all my effort, doing all this stuff. And then I'll go to bed, I wake up next time and think, bro, I spent five hours on this piece of crap. <laughs> and I'll literally come up with a better idea and finish off in 30 minutes the next day. Wow. Wow. It, it just like you you just make be human at the end of the day. Like that's what we are. Don't be this machine that, oh, you have to be a certain way. You always have to have this positive mindset about stuff. And the thing is sometimes people think you being real is being negative. So I've got friends where when they tell me about certain ideas and I'm counter-attacking them with, okay, have you thought about this? Have you done this? They're thinking I'm trying to tell them that this is not possible. No, I'm telling you that go and do your research, go and understand what you're trying to get yourself into and be sure that this is what you want to get yourself into. Mm-hmm. But depending on the kind of person you are, you might look at me and think, oh, he's a negative one, man. I don't want to be telling them about stuff. No, I'm just telling you the reality of things because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. And so I'd rather just help you dodge that bullet than you actually put in there, put your chest out front and get with it. You know what I'm trying to say? So, like, it's just really being human, understanding, you know, things that you need to do. Do them when you can do them. And especially, like, let's say with, like, work, for instance. Of course, some works do, some careers do require extra time and effort, whatever, which is understandable. But the way I treat work, it in my business, whatever is, look, I'll do everything I can today and whatever, especially with work. My workplace, they know. As soon as it's 5.20, don't email, no, 5.20, 5.10. Don't email me about, uh, can I catch up with you quickly for two? No, I'm getting ready to go home. We can we can come back tomorrow and do it. It's not my father's company. Yeah, you know? it's not my father's money either. <laughs> Even if it's my father's money, bro, it says in the contract for eight to five, I'm nine to five thirty. Like I'm not coming to kill myself about it. It's the same way I look at business life for me. So I'm very strict with business stuff when it comes to that. Like for me, I'm one of those people. If you give me a time, I will be there. Yeah, yeah. Time. Do you know what I'm saying? If it's oh, this is what needs to be, I'll do it. That needs to be done. I don't need to necessarily. Of course, sometimes I exceed exceed expectations and do more, whatever. But 
it's not really i don't think it's like so like this is like a machine like routine that you should have even matter of fact as an entrepreneur i remember when i first started jaya many people used to tell me, oh, you need to read this book you need to do that bro in 2018 when i started jaya i read 45 books in that year wow i only remember two books out of all <laughs> two. And I thought, in 2019 i just thought wait i've read that book for what because i do meet people that's read oh i've read that book yeah i've watched this video okay what's that information doing for you done for you like, don't get me wrong it's good to read stuff so you can learn things or whatever for me i've learned that i'm better off reading things that's only specific to the goals and the things that i really need to be implementing right now exactly. i don't want effective with the information you're you're you're, you're taking in applying in the next three years i probably would have forgotten about it mm. i'd have to read it again that's a waste of energy and time yeah i'd rather read a book or indulge myself in something that's very realistic to where I'm at and what I need to do to get to wherever I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Not based on, it's like, okay, you might ask me, oh, what's one of the, for me, people always ask, oh, if you, you're not an entrepreneur if you haven't read Poor Dad, Rich Dad, all that stuff. Oh, gosh, here we go. Listen, I'll tell you this, yeah, as a black man, that book for me makes no sense. It makes generally, and the reason it makes no sense is because coming from where I come from, I can't relate to most of those things. Mm, mm, mm. I, I will never have the factors that he mentioned in those books. Mm, mm. It won't have, of course, the principle of how these things will work and whatever, yes, I can apply it. Yep. And in this day and age, applying those things is probably as hard as it is for a black person. But generally, I can't, me reading those books can't, I, I just don't have those factors. I don't have a friend that has a rich dad that has time to teach me stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a friend. I don't necessarily have a friend that, you know, is ready to, that's rich somewhere. And because even you as a human being, think about it. It's like, you see, I'm sure you've seen some of these things where people say, oh, like, you know, leverage your networks and all of that. I, I but listen, me that my net worth might be 100K compared to someone that's 20 million pounds. We are not on the same level. They're not, I'm sorry, but they're not trying to have the same conversations with me. We can't be in the same room. I can't afford the same things they can. Their stress might be about, should I get a TV or should I get a pool? My stress might be about, fam, should I do bucket bath or shower? People realize that the gaps, those gaps, it doesn't mean that there aren't friendships in those lines. But it's, it's, those friendships are not, re it's not really friendships. Because if we were friendships, if we were friends or whatever in that line, believe it or not, you that you're 20 million net worth person, my net worth should be very close to that too. You're trying to pull, pull or trying to even at least pull you into the same net worth. You. 20 million, 100K. We don't even live in the same realm of the world. Mm. Like things that you can afford and do, I can't. We're humans, yes, but if I'm not going to lie, if I was sitting on 20 million right now, the conversations I'm going to be having is very different to conversation that someone that's on 20k a year is having. Yeah, the, yeah. Thinking about, the way we're thinking about things, 
you know what I'm saying? It's just very different. And that's the reality of things. It's not that those people are better than you because of the money. or It's just how the world is. Okay, it's like you now. You know for a fact there's friends from school days or college or even uni that you know that you can't even have a normal conversation. And, yeah, and it's, uh, to be fair, it's true. Like, like, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, were friends that like if you were to see them now like they wouldn't be having a similar kind of conversation yeah. like they can because because they're not on the same wavelength the conversations will be kind of limited you know oh how's the family oh great yeah oh that's good uh, yeah. it just kind of like, dies down because you want to talk to that person about maybe stocks shares that person's not into it. They're just not thinking about stocks and shares. Whereas that's something that's quite relevant on your heart. Or even not even stocks and shares. You could be talking about uh yeah, um product diversification, you know, or how do I, you know, expand my product range and that kind of stuff. You're trying to learn that and that person is just thinking about the next wave that they're going to to go. Yeah. And it's just like I don't want to think like that no more. So I, I guess that's what's gonna lead on to my next one because we we've got a few um got a limited time left. Um how how have you managed to navigate yourself um and adapt um you know to the, your environments especially around your you know your, your your friendship circle um the relationships you've had like what what i what, what i went through i had um for me i i had a certain group of friends i was around all the time and then as i went to as soon as i got to university i i was uh well, one of the first out of all my my friendship circles to go to to university and the rest didn't. So from then, the relationships just started to go a different direction. Do you know what I mean? And it was it wasn't as frequently in touch. You know, we did our best, but it just wasn't as as strong. Like, how how did you how did you how did you feel about that? How did you navigate around that? How did you change? What what did it what impact did it have on you? You know, your friend changing your friendship circle and you know the the, the people that you were in contact with. How did you sort of adapt? Um, um, to the new lifestyle you were living in. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm still the same person. Um, the only thing that really changed, I guess, is my way of thinking and how I handle handle certain things. But I'm still the same person. I'm still, I'll still have a conversation, have a laugh, or whatever. It's just time and place for it now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, obviously, my first year of, of um, starting Jaya. I actually quit my job at the yo-yo and I didn't work for like a year and two months or so. Yeah. And in that year and two months, ah, God damn, <laughs> my credit rating was at probably lowest than any newborn child. So yeah, just, was, just, just for the purpose of the conversation, just explain what, you know, the, you know, what the credit rating is. A credit rating is basically uh, to give you an evaluation of or assessment of how you can possibly have access to capital without the cash. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the cash. But in, in, in spectrums, like, to be honest, the way I, I would explain it is you're probably better off having access to £200,000 credit line than £200,000 cash. Okay. In most cases, not all cases, in most cases. Yeah, yeah. The reason is 200000 Pounds cash doesn't mean nothing. You can't even get a mortgage, or let me not say mortgage. You can't even go to like a car dealership and tell them you want to put two hundred thousand pounds down. Yeah, it doesn't work like that anymore. Back in the day, it doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who you are. 
is on his fans you they all those all those different things and that goes into data and whatever but anyway back to the main question so for me in that time that i wasn't working and i was having trials and tribulations for instance getting scammed of a few thousands and all that stuff i had some friends who were telling me oh yeah like you know i've got you bro anytime whatever and when something happens that i might be explaining to them or whatever they dip they're gone and I don't even put it against them. Like, it's, it's calm. Like, I just know that, okay, that's who you are. And for me, luckily for me, I've never really been someone who depends on people. I don't even like to be a burden to people generally. Yeah, so yeah. I don't tell people my problems or whatever because people really don't care. In most cases, they don't, they have their own problems to deal with. To deal with, yeah. Like, who are you? Like, they're not going to put your, your stuff, you know, as priority. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but, and that's something people need to understand. Like, your problem isn't everyone else's problem. Mm. So you need to learn how to deal with your stuff and you still need to learn how to deal with your relationships or whatever. Of course, there's certain relationships where you know it will probably get, you know, it will probably extend, like, distance itself over time. Like, I had a friend that I had to tell, I think this was, like, this time last year, we haven't caught up for a while. We have the same birthday year or whatever. And um, birthday month, um, I think, no, birthday date, Okay, yeah, shared date. Okay, cool. So, like, we'll like, usually catch up, like, every year. We're like, oh, you're right, we say, well, and every time he wants to call me and reminisce about school days and whatever, and that's fine, that's great, that's cool. We could do that when we're chilling and we're having a drink or whatever, but don't call me every time to do to talk about the same thing. <laughs> I have to tell him, look, big man, I'm going to stop picking up your call because if you can't call me to talk about other things, we're grown-ups now, yeah. like, even if it's like talk about your life, talk about how what's your day now, like what happened yesterday. <laughs> care about what happened ten years ago. I don't even remember that half of that stuff anymore. Yeah. You know so it's like I just had to tell him, yo, bro, I'm gonna have to dead this call going forward. Like I'm not gonna pick up your calls if you're just gonna be calling me to reminiscing about back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, grown up, grown ass people now. So it's like. You understand all these different things and you just learn how to maneuver those people. And then I think I have to let him know, like, look, I'm not saying it because I'm better than you or anything. It's just we're in a different realm now. We're doing up to we're doing different things. The same way as the old friends that don't check up on you or whatever. I don't know. They don't owe you nothing. You don't owe them anything. So that's the mentality I have. And I think most people should try and adapt to that mentality. Nobody owes you anything. Mm-hmm. Even if they've promised you the world. And then they really intrigue you. They don't owe you nothing because you didn't come to this world at the same time, whatever. So, you know, you just have to like be tough on yourself and be reflective that, you know what, this isn't always about me. Of course, there's going to be times and, you know, people that are your real friends will know when something's wrong and how to help you. Or helping you doesn't mean giving you money all the time, right? It could just be advice and it could just be listening to you. It could just be falling up and just want to, be angry and, and lash out, fine. I'm here to, for you to do that, you know? So you have all those different friends. I think the more you learn um, how to deal with those things and literally, matter of fact, give yourself more like self-awareness and reflectiveness about the way you actually even exude yourself to other people. I think it makes it better for you to, to do those things. So for me, I've never, I don't really have issues in that perspective of course in real life for other things there's always going to be someone that will do something against you or whatever and that's life and you learn to deal with those things yeah but you know in, in general I, i'm not really 
like it sounds crazy it's not like I, I don't care about friends or anything but I believe in brotherhood I believe in in like deep meaningful relationships you know we're able, we're able to help each other support each other you know talk about things and bro I rather I, I have friends that um, we could talk about so many things in the same sitting from girls to cars to watches to politics to business to career so many things yeah and that's how balance you kind of want i don't want to be chatting just kind of talking about girls all day but i understand if i am if i do have a friend that talks about girls all day cool i'm very more careful around how much time i'm spending with, spending with that person yeah so you know maybe your dosage it's half hour a day. <laughs> half hour dosage of that person every day. <laughs> I know you spill your stuff. Okay. So you know, that's like how I, I maneuver. And, you know, I'm just human with it as well. Like at the end of the day, you just have to accept some people for how they are and who they are. You can't force things. And that's why for me, I don't necessarily really preach the whole entrepreneur stuff or whatever. If you choose to be an entrepreneur, great. I'm happy to help you and guide you and whatever. But I'm not going to come here and say, oh, you need to be an entrepreneur. You shouldn't be working nine to five. No, nine to five is probably better for you than actual entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. You might not be a good, good leader, mm-hmm. but you might be a good collaborator. Mm-hmm. Say. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of like how I always approach these things and let people understand that I'm, I'm okay. I'm easy with everyone, whatever. And everyone gets their own time and sharing. For me, a lot of times, I like to spend time by myself. I love my own. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to go and ask. You know, what are your hobbies and your interests? I mean, what kind of things, what's your, like, outside of your main passion of, of business? Do so you, like, you like having your own time to yourself? What, yeah. what, do, you, what do you do for time? Most random things. You'd be very surprised, like, certain things I might know. And you're thinking, what? <laughs> but I just know because I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm really, really, really into watches, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Of a nice um, watch for my birthday present. Oh, nice! That one. What one's that one? It's a Daigo brand called Steinart. Um, okay. They do like homages to like the Rolex Submariner, and what people don't know about the Rolex Submariner is it's actually a copy of an actual original brand that came up with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the model they had is called Fifty Fathom or something like that. But obviously Rolex came and I think they always say it's not about who did it first, but who did it better. Do it better, yeah. And so, that's very real. <laughs> that's, that's, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm into watches. Uh, the one thing I used to do quite a lot when I was working in Hunter is go um, clay shooting. I actually have an air rifle mm-hmm. uh, um, in my house or whatever, but um, I haven't been able to do that quite a lot recently, stuff like that. Um, what else do I find interesting? I love food. I love culture. Okay. Uh, I, eat, I mean, I love food, but I'm also a very, very picky eater. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not because um, I've had some bad experiences with food mm-hmm. previously. Um, love listening to music. Um, unfortunately, I don't really read that much books anymore <laughs> after your 45 books you were reading before <laughs> yeah i guess you, you turned from that and that's not because and people think oh because you don't read books you don't know stuff no i very much 
poor factual data. Mm. I don't want to read books about other people's lives. And what, I mean, that's great. They, it could be interesting and inspiring and yeah. you can learn from it. Great. But for me, I have my own life. I have things that I'm facing in my yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can write your own book as well, man. I could. And I guess the way I would write it, I'm not going to write it talking about, oh, this is how you should maneuver. I'll just tell you, yo, this is what happened. And yeah. This is what I learned and this is what, you know, I did and what I didn't do. So, Dan, great if you can't. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that's what some people, you know, have. I I think that's the effect they wanted with their books and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched quite a few podcasts there and there. Um, yeah, tell me some of the like a, a good a good podcast that you you'd recommend to to people who want to get into business. Um, for business, ah, it's tough. I don't really watch podcasts around business, but I watch like a lot of content uh, that people create. So I used to like really watch a lot of um, uh, Valuetainment. It's called okay. It's called, a guy called um, Pat Bet David. Okay. Pat Bet David. Exactly, Pat Bet David. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he basically gives that content around business, politics, oh, motivation. It's pretty cool stuff. I mean, yeah, some yeah. of them I skip through it. Some of them I actually look into because I'm actually quite interested in it. So for me, I always say, just look, like for me, I'm only indulging into things that I'm genuinely interested in. Yeah, yeah. If it's things that I know is going to be actually helpful for where I'm currently at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book about how this and this is that and I can't apply it to my life now. There's no point. I really love um uh, I've been I've been doing a few design stuff around that just like we're looking at random stuff around it. But. Okay, okay. And then just to sort of um just as we get close to wrapping up, so you know tell us some of the upcoming plans that you have, the upcoming plans and projects that you got going well, on at the moment. I, uh, I've I've got some slight pivots that I'm doing with Jaya that's going to come up hopefully okay. um, month or two which I'll definitely introduce to again I've obviously come quiet with Jaya a little bit because of the whole COVID-19 thing yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been transitioning from my whole redundancy stuff with my work stuff so mm-hmm. I'm like on the forefront um, I've got different app that I'm actually working with someone else with okay. actually I've got other different product and projects that I'm currently working on with one of them is actually funny enough that actually supports what we're doing now uh, in terms of COVID-19 and the racism and stuff that's going on. Um, and it's basically a black, uh, it's a dating app for black people. Okay, okay, that sounds good. There's some, there's some stuff that makes it very different to other normal dating apps. You don't need to reveal that. That's classified information. Top secret, man. Go with the secret stuff, man. <laughs> Uh, there's that. There's one where I'm helping a friend of mine who's building a platform to, uh, to like help with like uh, personal development and stuff like that. Oh, cool, cool. It's pretty cool stuff. I mean, I'm not really into that stuff like that, but from a product perspective, I'm very much into it and like seeing how different things work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, just as a so, where can we find you? Where can what's where where can we find you on your socials to follow you? Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, um, I like Garaz, so that's A-L-A-G-A underscore R-A-Z. Yep. Uh, you can't type that in or you don't remember that, just type my name, Ola Bayoji. I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, or you can even check my website, so that's my name, no spaces.com. 
Um, there you will find details about some of the projects I'm working on. Cool. Uh, find uh, some of the design stuff that I do. Um, mainly my CV. If your somebody wants to give me a job, or you have a job for me, uh, <laughs> and yeah, you might just find a little bit about myself in there as well. Uh, maybe any other content that I might feel like I want to share on there. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm always I'm actually always doing freelancing in terms of design and product stuff. Cool. So if anyone's obviously interested in that, or you just want to know about it, or you just want to understand how certain things work, then by all means, hit you up. And one last piece of advice you will have for any person who wishes to embark on your journey of um, um, of setting up a starting up a business. What would be your last piece of one piece of advice that you give them? Be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Don't even try and uh, what's the word? Uh, What's that word? Compromise. Don't try and compromise. Compromise who you are. Yeah. You are. Be yourself. Do whatever you feel needs to be done for the betterment of whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, you know, everything's good. Then you don't have any, any, you won't really have any obstacles when it comes to that. Just be yourself. And being yourself doesn't just mean start doing wild stuff or whatever. You need to understand what you're getting yourself into. You need to have discipline. You need to, but the most thing, like you said, be yourself. You're selling yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Around that, anyway, you're selling yourself. So mm-hmm. be with and I think everything else will fall in place. Perfect, man. Hola, my guy, my bro. It's been amazing having you on the show today, man. Thank you for all those golden nuggets and, you know, painting a true perspective of your journey and just, like, allowing people to sort of know that, you know, everything's not all rosy, cozy, you know. Um, you know, keeping it, keeping it legit. You kept it legit and kept it very transparent for everybody and we appreciate we appreciate. Yeah everything man and we wish you all the best in your journey as well guys thanks for listening today um make sure you follow all on his social media uh, keep in touch with with jaya at uh, and keep in touch with, with everything that's going on with the business and we look forward to seeing you next time take care